You are Locked On Pelicans, your daily podcast on the New Orleans Pelicans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to another edition of Locked On Pelicans, the daily podcast covering your favorite team, the New Orleans Pelicans in NBA as a whole, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, available on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, literally wherever you get your podcasts from. I'm your host, Pelicans Insider, credential member of the media, editor over at LockedOnPelicans.com, and host of On The Fly, the Pelicans' official Twitch show, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter, here with you all on this Friday. Oh man, that was a game last night. And the best part is we don't have to start off the show with all of the booze that I recorded at the end of regulation, along with the refs, you suck chant. We were coming close to being able to or needing to do that, but we didn't because the Pelicans pulled it out in overtime, a 138-132 well-deserved victory over the Utah Jazz. This one was pretty much a roller coaster from start to finish. We're going to spend basically the whole show on this one because just wow if you weren't watching it i feel sorry for you if you left early and some people did when there was 0.2 seconds left somewhat understandably i feel sorry for you and if you maybe had a heart attack through the ups and downs of this one i also feel sorry for you so let's dive into this game in today's edition of locked on pelicans So what a game. I don't even really know where to begin with that one. I guess we could focus on Brandon Ingram and the 49 points he put up in the overtime victory, a career high for him. Or what about the Utah Jazz uh, losing and ending a 10-game winning streak at the hands of the very depleted Pelicans? We'll touch on all of that, but I think the best place to start is actually at the end. The end of regulation as Brandon Ingram comes down the court, rises up for a mid-range jumper, drains it. When you have a jumper as good as that, I guess you don't need to worry about the foul call. And he was scoring from mid-range all night long. Then with 0.2 seconds left, do you think the Pelicans have this one locked up? But on the ensuing inbound by the Utah Jazz, the refs called a foul on Jackson Hayes, sending Rudy Gobert to the line for two shots. Booze rained down. A strong refs you suck chant broke out. I have recordings of both of those. They went to review it and, yes, upheld the call. In the pool report, they said that Jackson Hayes held his arm. The ball was in the air, so he went to the line for two. And that would explain why the Utah Jazz then didn't get the ball back after that. Gobert goes to the line, misses the first one. The Pelicans are still up one. Then sinks the second one, and we go to overtime. And in overtime, it was close in the beginning. Pels down four at one point, but Gobert fouled out. Strong defense down the stretch, particularly by Frank Jackson, keeping Donovan Mitchell at bay. Donovan Mitchell was great in this one. Uh, And the Pelicans managed to get the victory. This is big for, I don't know, a lot of reasons. You could read a lot into this game if you really wanted to. And since we're the Locked On Pelicans podcast, we're certainly going to do so. But let's start with Brandon Ingram in this one. Again, 49 points, 15 of 25 from the field, 3 of 8 from deep. Um, finished with eight rebounds, six assists, four turnovers, and then going 16 of 20 from the line. One point, though, he missed. He was going to the line after being fouled on a three-point attempt, missed the first two, and then made the third one. I thought this was a pretty interesting moment. You remember on the road a year ago, I forget what team they were playing, maybe the Sixers, maybe it was Boston somewhere else. With the Lakers, the opposing crowd started chanting at him, LeBron wants to trade you. 
They also chanted that to, I think, Lonzo Ball and Josh Hart, too, but particularly to Brandon Ingram. Here, going to the line after make, missing two very important free throws in the game, the crowd really got behind him. They started an MVP chant. They just started cheering for him in general. And then when he made the third of the three, they really cheered for him loudly. A very cool moment that's kind of showing you the change in his career and the trajectory that it has, that's occurred with it. He's up to ninth now uh, in Western Conference front court voting. And he is the front runner for most improved player. He should be on the all-star team. And after this performance uh, against the Utah Jazz, ending their 10-game winning streak, I think this is going to open a lot of people's eyes to him, more so than they've already been open this year, which has been a lot. It was interesting to hear Alvin Gentry after the game say, yeah, Brandon Ingram came to us and said, give me the ball. I want to be the guy that goes and scores. After years of wishing Anthony Davis was a closer and not really having a closer on the team, and that's not a knock on AD. He's a big. Someone's got to get him the ball. He can't just go and create for himself. The Pelicans have that closer in Brandon Ingram. They have the guy that can get you a bucket in the clutch and do it himself. On that final play, the, the original what should have been a game winner, that was him. Gets the ball off the inbound, curls around, and then rises up and shoots it. Because he had a little bit of space. And that mid-range jumper of his is very, very good. There's some Kevin Durant in his game. And he nailed it. This team has never had a guy who's been able to do that. Drew Holiday hasn't been able to do it. You have it in Brandon Ingram. He knows it. And he wants to be that guy. It's awesome to see. But it wasn't just the final play. Brandon Ingram was awesome throughout all of this one. You might have had Lonzo Ball starting at guard in the backcourt, but Brandon Ingram in this one was very much the Pelicans' point guard for the majority of the game, getting the ball early on in possessions, directing people where to go and what to do. At one point, when he had the ball on the wing in the second half, he and he got the ball from Jackson Hayes. Hayes goes to cut somewhere, and he goes, no, come back over here, and literally pointed to a spot next to, like right in front of him, and goes, set your pick here. Jackson Hayes comes over, sets the screen blocks off uh, Ingram's defender and Ingram just curled around for an easy score he knows what he's doing he is running this offense in the half court at times when we've seen Lonzo Ball isn't the best half court point guard he's great in transition and that's where you want him doing his thing but in this game I really think it looked like the Pelicans point guard was Brandon Ingram now the Pelicans were good in the fast break too getting 23 points and running and Utah was missing from three throughout the middle of the game to going into the fourth quarter when Donovan Mitchell oh my god just decided he wasn't going to miss but you had kind of room for both these guys to do their thing on the roster Brandon Ingram just doing it all and then Lonzo Ball kind of getting the team out in transition speaking of Lonzo Ball starting the backcourt he had a bad shooting night two of 12 from the field finishing with just five points on the night but he had 13 assists four rebounds didn't really turn the ball over a ton chipped in two blocks as well uh, and was good yeah, the shooting could have been better, would have liked it to have been better, but he knew what his role was in this game, and deferring to Brandon Ingram like that was a very nice thing to see. And let's not forget maybe the unsung hero of this team entirely, and that's Derek Favors, who was flat out awesome in this one. 21 points on the night, 11 rebounds, 3 assists, 2 steals, 
three blocks as well. He was 10 of 12, just down there as that safety valve for Brandon Ingram and others as they drove and couldn't and ran into the brick wall that is Rudy Gobert. And we'll talk about him in the next segment um, and the rest of the Utah Jazz because they played pretty well in this one too. Easily could have won the game. But Derek Favors, just monumentally important. And on the Twitch show I do for the Pelicans on the fly, twitch.com slash PelicansNBA, we really talked about his importance anchoring the defense. You saw it. Three blocks in this one, just controlling the paint and trying to eliminate what the Jazz did so well in that game last Monday. The Pelicans outscored him in the paint 64-54. to 54. It's pretty good considering what went on with Joe Ingles and Boyan Bogdanovich in the game last Monday that should have gone to overtime. Those two dudes killed the Pels in the pick and roll by driving into the paint with an effective and healthy Derek Favors down low. And even though he played in that game, he was better in this one and he's been huge for the Pelicans all season long. So we'll touch on the Jazz and how they played in this one and what was just a back-and-forth game, particularly when we kind of got into the shootout between Donovan Mitchell and Brandon Ingram, the duel that they had. But before we do that, today's show brought to you by MyBookie. Are you the type of fan that knows football and basketball so well that you could choose any game and call it? Well, MyBookie is the place for you because they let you turn all your sports knowledge into cash in your wallet. Between deep into the football playoffs, the NBA season, and college basketball season, it's time to get off the sideline and get in on the action with my bookie if you want to go big and try and win a lot they've got a parlay bet a little pick a bunch of winners you know the games you know what you're doing and then get paid so if you're going to bet this season do the smart thing and go to mybookie.ag because no one gives you more ways to win and if you're tired of just watching the games and not really being all that into them my bookie wants to get your mind off everything and back on the game so go to mybookie.ag right now and if you do that my bookie will match your deposit halfway up to a thousand dollars that means if you deposit two thousand dollars you get an extra thousand dollars in free money to play with you can't get free money in anywhere and my bookie is right here giving it to you just use promo code locked on nba that's promo code locked on nba to activate the offer to take advantage of my bookie's generous sign up offer visit mybookie.ag today you play you win you get paid so before we go into the Utah Jazz, actually, I want to look at Brandon Ingram a little bit more. A couple of things with it that I should have mentioned when we were talking about him kind of being the leader and, and the man, the closer for this team. This is a dude who had no fear in this game. Rudy Gobert is one of the best NBA defenders maybe ever. I don't know. I, I think that dude is amazing down low. He deters guards. He deters wings. He stops bigs. He kind of does it all. He's a two-time defensive player of the year. And Brandon Ingram has no fear of this dude whatsoever. Really, none of the Pelicans did. But Ingram in particular seemed like he wanted to challenge Gobert tremendously in this game. And he did. He went right at him. There's very few people in the NBA who go right at Rudy Gobert and like, this is what they're intending to do. For Brandon Ingram, this was all part of the plan. I think he took five shots in the paint, in the restricted area, and went, he's got, no, sorry, six. And he was four, four, six in the restricted area in this game with Rudy Gobert prowling down low. 
That's a big win if you're Brandon Ingram. He was great everywhere. He was shooting on the perimeter. He was using that mid-range game when he, it was open for him. And then he attacked the paint when it was there. If you look at his shot chart, there's like three levels to it. Three pointers, the mid-rangers, which are more or less in a line, and then right in the restricted area. He knew what he was doing in this one. And it's almost surgical to a degree. You're going to give me this? Well, I can make that. I'm going to take it. And he did. And this is how he ended up putting up 49 points. And he's not even upset that he missed off on the 50-point game. He was fantastic in this one. You don't shoot 60% by accident. So looking at his game and the way he used the shots and just took what was given to him for a, against a very good defensive team was great. And having no fear to go right at Rudy Gobert, pretty awesome to see as well. You like that guy being the leader of this team. Speaking of Rudy Gobert, he was not really held at the end of the game. I mean, he was, but there's so much contact down low. I don't think I've ever seen a call like that with 0.2 seconds left. He did have a big impact in this one. 17 points on the night, 14 rebounds, 4 assists as well, along with 3 blocks. But most importantly, in overtime, he got his sixth foul, ended up fouling out of the game. The Jazz challenged the right use of a challenge, by the way. Alvin Gentry used his in the third quarter. That's not where you want it. You want to save that. The Jazz saved theirs for overtime, used it to try and keep Rudy Gobert in the game. They upheld the challenge because the refs, that's what they do. They don't tend to overturn these things. But ended up fouling out, which was big as the Pelicans really started to pull away in overtime through some really good defense and were able to corral rebounds because you don't have to worry about Gobert down low in this one. Another culprit from the game last Monday was Boyan Bogdanovich. He was held to 26 points in this one, not the 30-plus he had. He did get some rebounds and assists, three and four, uh, and wasn't nearly as effective. He was three of eight from deep, nine of 17 from the field overall, but the Pelicans wanted to try and limit him. I think he also had more of a subpar game compared to that. That's still a good game because you had Donovan Mitchell, who straight up kind of went off in this one. Pels did limit Joe Ingles. His shoot Shooting wasn't there from deep, 1 of 5, 12 points on the night for him. Jordan Clarkson off the bench, by the way, 15 points. But let's look at Donovan Mitchell. 46 points for him in this one. Six rebounds, two assists, just three turnovers, two steals as well. 7 of 15 from deep. 16 of 34 from the field overall. He was hitting and late in the fourth quarter when this game was basically just a duel between him and Brandon Ingram. And oh my God, was that a lot of fun. He was good. Dude was going out there and balling, and you had Frank Jackson playing defense on him, and we'll talk about this in the next segment because I want to look at Frank's game along with Nikhil Alexander-Walker's too um, because I thought both those guys were very good in this one, and Frank in particular coming up with huge clutch minutes for New Orleans. Good defense was being played against Donovan Mitchell, and he was so ridiculous that he was hitting those shots anyway, and it didn't matter whatsoever. He was just draining threes, draining shots if he had a speck of space, which he always will because he's so damn quick. And it was a duel back and forth, and you just felt whoever was going to get one stop in this one was going to get the victory. But late in overtime, the Pelicans denied him the ball or forced a tough shot from him, and that is why the Utah Jazz lost this game. It was the Pelicans' defense coming up in OT, particularly from Frank Jackson, who was able to slow Donovan Mitchell down. He was good. He's one of the reasons why Bogdanovich only had 26. would have been more. Mitchell was kind of quiet in the game uh, last Monday. This game... 
Not at all. He had a huge impact and looked like at one point he was just going to lead that Jazz team to a victory. But it was not to be due to the great play from some of these other guys out here on the court. So let's talk about that. Frank Jackson, Keel Alexander-Walker coming up here in just a moment. Before I get to that, though, don't forget, I host the Pelicans official Twitch show. Not sure when the next episode is going to be, but we taped today before the game on the court. It was a lot of fun, and we got to take your questions, read your comments live on the air. It was very, very cool to do. Go to twitch.com slash PelicansNBA. You can actually see a recording of it. We were live in the moment right there. You can see an appearance from a couple of players in the background, which was pretty cool. It was fun to interact with you, hear how hyped you are for Zion to be returning next week talking and breaking down about how this defense has improved a lot of fun it is a great time to be a Pelicans fan right now so make sure you follow them on twitch twitch.com slash Pelicans NBA to get the alerts whenever we have another show so Brandon Ingram and Derek Favors were really the stars of the show in this game, but there were some other guys who had very key contributions in this big victory that ended the Jazz 10-game winning streak. We can start with Nikhil Alexander-Walker, who's one of the first guards in off of the bench for the Pelicans, finished with 12 points on the night, three assists, two of four from deep. He was good, just giving you solid minutes in a high-pressure scenario. He even had a very key steal and then dunk right at the end of the third quarter, a quarter that the Pelicans struggled in and that could have gotten away from them with the way the Utah Jazz were playing before they had to mount a comeback around the start to middle of the fourth quarter. But they all of a sudden found themselves down after um, being up, and that's kind of big. That's where this team could have crumbled a little bit, but because of solid play from young guys off the bench stepping up when they needed to step up, that was a really big thing, and Nikhil was a big part of that. But Frank Jackson might be the third or second best player in this game behind Brandon Ingram. If you look at the plus minus for everyone on the team, Frank Jackson is a plus 23. The next closest guy is Lonzo Ball at a plus 11. Think about that one for a second. No one else is even remotely near him on this one. And he only scored just 10 points, three rebounds, one assist and a steal. He was three of five from the field, no threes made, and four of six from the line. So what gives, right? Well, if you're just going to focus on those box uh, box score numbers, and I saw a couple people tweeting out, like, why is he in this game? And if you're focusing on the two times he traveled on the kind of sideline, all right, sure, you're, you're missing it. This dude played unbelievable defense on Donovan Mitchell throughout most of the fourth quarter and overtime. Frank Jackson was out there basically to help the Pelicans win this game and get stops because that was the only way they were going to win. And he is the reason that they did it. Unlike the third or fourth to last possession, really, it was one of the possessions where the Jazz needed to score. Otherwise, basically, the game was done. They're trying. They're going to get the ball to Donovan Mitchell, right? And Frank Jackson just threw clamps on this dude. For the whole possession, they were trying to get the ball to Donovan Mitchell, and they couldn't because Frank was all over him. It ended up, I think, with a Joe Ingles drive that ended up being a missed layup because they couldn't get it to their man, their closer, Donovan Mitchell. And it's because of Frank Jackson. Same thing in the fourth quarter. It was all over him. At one point, you saw Frank really defending him well. And then you had Donovan Mitchell hit like a weird step back kind of the left side three. And then running down the court right in front of the Pels bench, you saw Alvin Gentry tap him on the back and was like, don't worry about it. There's nothing you could do to defend that. No one could. But Frank was 
all over Donovan Mitchell in this game in a very key reason why the Pelicans won. When you need some defense and you don't have Drew Holiday out there, they called on Frank Jackson, and Frank stepped up. He was awesome in this game. There's no other way to put it. He shut down at times as much as you can Donovan Mitchell, and at one point just didn't let him get the ball. That is so awesome to see, and just these young guys stepping up when they needed it. Look, at the end of the game, this young team could have crumbled. That call that the refs threw out there is back-breaking, kind of gives the Jazz all the momentum going into overtime. This team could have just wilted. You don't have Drew Holiday in it. You don't have J.J. Redick in it. Yeah, and, you, and no Zion, I guess, too. It's a, you know, It's almost fine. You understand if they lose. But they stepped up greater than what we've kind of seen from him all year long. Same thing on Monday, too. You know, they went into overtime down a ton of dudes and then still got that win. There's a lot of resiliency to this team, that kind of never quit attitude that you don't always see from young teams, that composure, whatever, you know, those words and attributes you want to describe to this team and, and put on them, you can and you should because they showed it in this game. They're building something here. You can absolutely see it, whether it's only going to be around Zion and Brandon Ingram but there's, you know, and maybe some of these other guys aren't there for now. These people are buying in. And he, you know, you have all of these guys who are really, really stepping up. You saw Frank defending um, Derrick Rose on Monday, taking away the primary option. Derrick Rose missed that shot that would have won it for the, the Pistons in regulation. Dude's been awesome. Nikhil's been awesome. Brandon Ingram's been awesome. Uh, Derek Favors is just so hugely important to this team. All of these guys are stepping up. And you also then have Jackson Hayes, who's still trying to end lives out there on the court and just slightly missing, though he had a couple tonight. We haven't even mentioned him. That's how awesome some of these other guys played. Jackson Hayes, kind of the letdown on the bench, the only guy that didn't score in double figures. He put up ten po or nine points, by the way, five boards. Each one more, 16 points off of the bench as well. He, You guys have heard me sing his praises. He's been good all around. This is just an Awesome win for New Orleans. One, I wanted to spend the whole show talking about it. Go back and rewatch this game. Go back and rewatch some of the highlights here. You've got to feel pretty good about how this team is playing right now. They have a tough schedule for the next two weeks or so. And then after that, it is the easiest schedule basically the rest of the way. I'm not putting them in the playoffs or anything just like that just yet. But they played the Utah Jazz tough twice. Getting one of those wins should have gone to overtime in another one. And they are down a ton of dudes. No Drew Holiday, no Redick. You're going to get both those guys back. Zion's going to get into the mix. You get a little bit more depth because of all of that. I'm not saying they're a special team or anything, but they are playing very good basketball right now. They've won 10 out of their last 14. Gotta like seeing that. So a fun win last night for the Pelicans. Probably biggest win and best win we've seen, I don't know, even over last season. 138-132 over a very good Utah Jazz team. A Utah Jazz team that was 28-12 going into this one. Awesome performances all around. Shout out Brandon Ingram, you're 49 points. Very cool to see. Career high. Let's go for 50 next. That sounds pretty good. So that's going to do it for this edition of Locked on Pelicans. That's going to do it for this week of Locked on Pelicans game. 
on Saturday tomorrow against the Clippers. No time to preview it here, but I will be back on Monday with you all to recap that one and get you excited and hyped and prepared for Zion's debut next week. So thank you all for listening. As always, I'm your host, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter. I'll be back with you all on Monday.